This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. Every leader needs an intentional plan to see transformation take place in their organization. The Kingdom Leadership Workshop exists to help you build that plan. Learn more at www.kingdomatwork.com slash events. Kingdomatwork.com slash events. Don't forget that you have an opportunity to partner with our ministry, B1 of 367, as we ask you to partner with us and commit to uh, giving $100 a month for the next 36 months to help I work for him spread across the nation into cities like Dallas and San Antonio and Atlanta and Nashville and Chicago and San Diego and Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, areas like that all across the country. Phoenix would be another one. Colorado. Uh, that's not a city. That's a, a, a state in case of those of you who are wondering. <laughs> yeah, we're wondering. So you were wondering say Colorado yeah. Springs. And Colorado Springs. <laughs> We just know that you, our listeners, have really been responding to this message and know that understanding that your work is a gift from God and that it that God cares for it, he has blessed you with work and that there's millions of Christ followers across the country that need to know the same thing. So we ask for you to come alongside us to get the message to them. Be part of our ministry. Be a missionary. Support what we're doing. Be one of 367. Partner with us. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash donate. Iworkforhim.com forward slash donate. All right. And thanks for tuning in from all over Tampa Bay and all over the first coast from Jacksonville to St. Augustine to Folkestone, Georgia, and from Ocala to North Fort Myers, all the way over to Disney. However, you're hearing this show today, just know that we've prayed for you and that we've prayed that the subject we talk about will impact you. And more than anything, that you will work hard on connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. And, you know, tomorrow's show, just a big shout out for tomorrow's show, will be a live call in show. That's right. So make sure that you get ready to call in and share your testimony of how listening to I Work For Him has impacted your work, your the view, your paradigm shift of how you look at your work. You'll be able to call in. All of our shows tomorrow will be live and in Jacksonville twice and in Tampa once. But if you can't call into the show, you can leave us a message today and we'll play it tomorrow during the show. 866-713-9675. 866-713-9675. Leave us a message and we will play that during the show tomorrow. Okay. Enough announcements. I feel like, okay, everybody can, uh, everybody stand up and shake the hand of everybody around them. Okay. <laughs> All right, that'd be great. Okay. Stewardship versus ownership. It's the mentality of either one that impacts everything we do. Today, Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management join us to talk about biblically responsible investing as well as stewardship versus ownership. And they're going to tell you why they have been supporting iWork for him since the very beginning because they have been on with us from the very first show. Luke and Dave, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank Mr. you, Jim. Glad to be here. Mr. Jim, it's always a pleasure. Thank always you ex- adjusting my mic. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> Been right. doing it for four years, five years now. Want me to comb your hair, too? Hey, would you? <laughs> no, you know what's great? my hair, man. Is that in the last <laughs> five and a half years? Take care of Jim, he's, yeah. he's got less hair today, Dave, than he did five oh, and a half years ago. When he my yeah. head yeah. keeps getting bigger, and it's not telling my hey, hair. I, I just want to tell our listeners these guys are dressed up like dapper today they oh, have God. their you know oh, oh, oh jim you gotta sit up you didn't dress up today. i didn't dress up all right That's listen all right. okay we just got it done celebrating labor day up. yep labor labor day labor. how did you guys spend your labor day dave cruz oh you better talk to luke i i i was home alone 
Pam went up to North Carolina with the girls, and uh, I See, had that day. How did you date. get out of that? You <laughs> were a little nervous I Friday. Kinda, I kind of said, I'm not Actually, going. Actually, it was a Thursday. It was Thursday. <laughs> well, we were leaving the office, I, or was it Friday anyway? He was like, oh, man, they want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah, right, right. Stay well, in was, this little it was, hotel. It was a dri- yeah, it was a yeah. drive for two days to be there two days, and we have to go back up in a couple of weeks. So yeah. I said, nah, I, I really so did you stay home stuff. and labor? Did I you, did labor. Yeah? I, I went out to my property and cut down Brazilian pepper trees. No. Oh, oh, your property. So you're probably all grown back by now. I know, right? You know, we had a listener call in yesterday and ask us a question about this building project that you're involved in. And they wanted to know, are you going to go with hardwood floors yes. uh, or tile or linoleum? <laughs> actually, vi- they're actually vinyl. Vinyl did, nowadays do, is very good. Yes. The house I just renovated, we did vinyl planks, and th- they're so durable. I mean, they're 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 actually a little bit more expensive than you know the floor tiles. What? Not not we're not talking your mom's stick down stuff where you had to cut them and put them in the <laughs> thing. And no, these Those are actually. Great. They they feel like laminated hardwood floor, and they're guaranteed for life against Waterproof? water damage. Scratch wow. they're nice, they're nice, but I think we'll they're go scratch with proof. So well, no linoleum. It, you, I'm going to have to show you a picture because well, how would, come I never get invited? We should do a show from one of your remodeled houses. Well, that'd well, that be fine. interesting. Yeah, we could we could do that. All right, so Dave, but wood. You wood, reckon you, you've been working good. a few years? How do you re- when you celebrate Labor Day? Do you thank God for the labor you've got, or is it just another three day weekend for you? Yes, on both of those. That's <laughs> I always thank God that I'm, I really thank God that I'm able to labor, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that can't work for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I thank him daily that I'm still able to labor because I love labor. <laughs> hey, I love the what work. Would, what would I do without it? It would be crazy. You'd play golf all the time. Well, you got a point He does there. that anyway. Part of the labor. <laughs> that is, it is a labor. It's a labor it? of yeah. love. Somebody's got to do it. Luke, love what about me. you? How did you spend your Labor Day weekend? I, uh, well, I tried to take a Sabbath. Uh, you know, but it's one of those things where you try to rest and my, my body and mind just doesn't want me to just sit there idle. Well, you it know? takes us a few days to get your mind to idle. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, but in the morning time I went out, I, I got stuff done that was kind of on the back burner because you're busy during the week with right. kids and school and sports and whatever. So I was able to catch up on a few things in the morning and then I, I didn't do much, you know, just hung out with the wife. Daughter went off with uh, her friends to a uh, Labor Day celebration, I guess, because they work hard. Kids work hard these days. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, she she actually she does. But it was good. Um, just yeah, just caught up on things, hung out with the wife. How do you look at your work? Do you look at it, is it a gift from God or a curse from God? Hundred percent gift. Because uh, just like you said, it's perspective. You know, having the the health and having yeah. the opportunities and. Uh, you know, having the people in my life that, uh, you know, I started zero every month, you know, with, with the things that I do, except, you know, with the finance side of the business. So you're saying actually, Dana drains a checking account every month and <laughs> you start from yeah. zero every month. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> Poor Dana. 
Dave wants to bring Dana in. I said, that's fine. I, 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 I come to Pam a show. Was, Pam was here last week. Yeah, bring that's Dana. True. That's true. That's right. I think that. it'd be fair. Oh, yes, we but, would love that. Uh, it's a gift. I mean, it's a gift to God. I mean, God's called us to work. He hasn't called us to sit idle. I mean, he did talk about the Sabbath, which is really just a reflection of just resting, you yes. know? And, and sometimes rest doesn't mean you're sleeping in the chair. Rest could be you have a hobby that just gives you peace, mm-hmm. you know, that just takes your mind away from you know, some of the burdens and maybe some of the anxieties that you might have in life. And it just, just in golf. I mean, you know, for most, for me, I, I enjoy golf, but there's a few holes where I'm just, I would rather be at work. <laughs> Stressful. You know? Yeah. That it is work. Yeah, it is. It is work. work yeah. so. Because I'm sitting behind a computer all the, all week long, when I get to actually work with my hands, I find that restful. It right. is. It right. is sometimes, there's, right? That, that, and that, that's really, at the, at the end of the day, when people hear the Sabbath and the rest and, you know, that God wasn't intending us to sleep take naps. I mean, I do. I, What's I, wrong with a nap? There, 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 <laughs> now we've entered controversy on I work yeah, for him. Yeah, I know. Right? There's nothing wrong with but that. But it is good to be fact. physically exhausted by the end of a day. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. All right. So you guys have been involved. Just We're going to finish up a segment. We're going to get into stewardship versus ownership and biblically responsible investing in the next segment. But you guys have chosen to be partners with I work for him from the very beginning. Luke Andrews, how has being part of iWorkFrame impacted you and your work? Well, it's you've gone from, you know, you know, I've always wanted to share Christ and I never saw my workplace as my greatest mission field. Um, you know, so being more intentional with those around me and because I'm, I'm working with people all the time. You know, so it's looking for those opportunities and being more intentional because that's really what I work for him's about is, you know, you might be the only Christ that someone hears or someone sees. Right. You know, that's something that you guys have, you know, Romans 12 too used to be your intro. You know, absolutely. Do not Don't be copy conformed. the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you, you into a new person yep. by changing the way you think. What about you, Dave Cruz? Really quick. How's being part of I work for him impacted how you work and look at work? I think it's really given me a more conscientious feeling with several people, both both some uh, some clients and some clients' friends that I've come in contact with that really have had an effect, not necessarily financial, but in their in their lives, mm. and just uh, bringing that a step further. That that's. Uh, and able to pray with them. We're talking with Luke and Dave today from Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find them online at bwmadvisors.com. Not BMW. No, I didn't Not, say that. I know. I said, it, said right it today. enough BWMadvisors. That's almost in my head now. That's Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find them in Bel Air Bluffs, yes. Florida. You can find them online at bwmadvisors.com. I would love for you to check out Luke and Dave. If you're looking for Christ-centered financial advisors that can help you with your retirement plans, with managing your retirement money, with managing all of your money, these guys have an eternal perspective. They get it. And these are the people that you should be talking to. Check them out online, bwmadvisors.com. All right. We're talking about stewardship versus ownership. Luke, this is a hot button for you. Mm-hmm. What has God been revealing to you about stewardship versus ownership? Well, there there's a difference. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've actually been it's something that we've even been talking about at church um with Pastor Jeff is, you know, our 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 church is rolling out the Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. To the whole church, I hear. To the whole church, yep, to the whole church. And but you know, but he's been leading up to this 
this church-wide initiative with stewardship and ownership and, you know, what's yours and what's God's, what's required. And so, you, you know, he painted a really good picture, um, you know, several, might, might have been a year ago or so, I don't remember the time of it, but he handed out, as you walked in the church, you got envelopes of money. You either got a $50 bill, a $20 bill, or a $10 bill. Pastor Jeff still says that is the best $30,000 the church has ever spent. So, you know, and if you go to the parable of the talents, you know, the, the ruler gave his servants, he gave one five, one two, and then one one. Um, and that's that was what the $50 bill represented the five talents and the, the 20 represented the two and the, and the $10 bill represented the one talent. But he told us, you know, this isn't your money. This is God's money. I'm giving it to you. So you're to go out. Not he wasn't giving it, but you know, the church was God was giving it to you to go out and further God's kingdom somehow, some way, and then share share how what you know, share what happened. What impact did it make? What ser- what purpose did it serve? And that was a long time ago and I, I kinda got it and I was even a little bit uneasy about my I mean I gotta make sure that I do it perfect. You know, I got to think through this and try to find this really great way to take my $20. That's what I got. I got a 20 and go just make an impact for God's kingdom with it. It took me a while because I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to just do something quickly. Uh, And then just this past Sunday, it dawned on me that because he, he, he reflected back to this, uh, this initiative that we did, but he said he, he was amazed by how many people came up to him and they were nervous hmm. about spending God's money or the church's money in the right way. And he's like, the ownership says that it's, it's, you know, your checking account is yours. You spend it freely. You don't even think about necessarily what you're spending it on. But all of a sudden the church or God's money, you have a different requirement. Your perspective changed. Now you're a steward. A steward is someone who's accountable to someone else for something that doesn't belong to them. So it finally dawned on me after all this time that I always, yeah, yeah, it comes from God. It is God's. And I'm sorry I'm taking up all this time. (laughs) That's all right. Preach it. That's good. Preach it, it, man. But finally, I got the picture of what an owner versus a steward is. The the, the folks like myself were nervous about taking a $20 bill that was given to me by the church. I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to dig it in a hole and save it. I I wanted to take my time, but... You know, I don't treat my own checking account like that. So there, the difference comes in, is it is it God's? All of a sudden, when I thought it was God's money, I treated it differently mm. versus I treated my own account. In our business, that's called a fiduciary. Right. So the fiduciary responsibility is indeed a, a, a great responsibility that we have with other people's money. And we do treat that probably more more cautiously as uh, than we would have not probably i definitely yeah, right, at least right, myself right. no i know no, for a because fact, it I, is a big responsibility it is but yeah. what you're saying is our every day every every dollar that god has given us there's is no really difference. a huge responsibility there's no difference between the 20 dollar bill that the church gave me and the 20 dollar bill that's in my pocket but i treated it differently yep. because i felt one was coming from god and the church yep. and the other one that was mine Interesting. Now, so that's that's, that's the best I can do for owner versus steward. Hopefully that, you know, hopefully someone that's listening got it. You know, maybe it clicked for them because yeah. I, we're always, yeah, of course, it's God's, you know. But at the end of the day, what does that look like? What does it feel like? Mm-hmm. So that's how it, that's, it hit home for me then. Dave, what did you get when you walked into church that day? I think $20 also. 
if I recall right. You went out and bought a pizza with it or what? <laughs> no. I actually, it's a long, it'd be a long story. Go tell the story. It, well, it's it's too long for this, but but I, I've thought, well, what can I do with 20 bucks? Not much. So I went to our our small connection group, which has 70, 80 people in it. And I said, is there anybody here that doesn't know what to do with their money? Are, are you feeling pressure? Do you mm-hmm. not know what to do for God's work? I actually collected a lot of money from other class members. I went over to the um, city, what was the city of Largo and said, okay, you know, we've got some money. The, the church at Indian Rocks, First Baptist of Indian Rocks would like to get involved in the community. So I met with the community people there that, that are doing things at the YMCA, through the YMCA. Um, not it, Really not the YMCA itself, but we used their facilities. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so we collected the money that we could feel that made a substantial difference rather than a $20 difference. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, it worked out pretty cool. We did, we did some things through them and... Um, and people in the community came in and we let them know it was God's awesome. God's thing. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. It didn't last like I thought it would because the people in charge of that, I don't know if they thought we were impeding in their, mm-hmm. in their business or what, mm-hmm. but um, I, I thought it would be ongoing, but, but it wasn't. But anyway, so how do you tie this conversation of ownership versus stewardship together to this this conversation we've been having for multiple months about biblically responsible investing. Well, you know, you, you have to, you have to identify what your, your main goal is with your investments. Uh, you know, now, well, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different investments. If we're going to kind of, you don't want to get too far off on a rabbit trail and talk about real estate or, you know, or oil Stocks, or bonds, you, options. Yeah, just, <laughs> so if we just stick on the word investments, you know, biblically responsible investing, the idea behind it is investing in a way that pleases God. If Jesus were sitting with you doing your investments and going through your portfolio, what would he have to say about some of the investments that you are uh, profiting from? Because when you own a stock in a company, and that, that stock could be an individual stock, it could be a stock within a mutual fund, or it could be a stock within an exchange traded fund. You own a portion of that business. It gives you a voting right your voting right gives you the ability to select the board of directors who directs the company, who, who basically uh, the CEO reports to the board of directors. If the board of directors are no longer satisfied with the CEO, the, you, there's an opportunity to remove the CEO from position. doesn't happen often. To free his future, his or her future. That's right. So, so the idea behind the biblically responsible investing is that, you know, it's, it's, if you look at the church, the money that the church gave me versus my own checking account. If you look at those two differently, that it's not God's and that you own your checking account, but what came back from the church, that's God's. I'm, I'm going to steward to it. You may not pick up the fact that even your investments were supposed to be a steward of the investments. So we do offer biblically responsible investing at Bel Air Wealth Management. Um, we also offer other investments for, you know, non-biblically responsible investors because we don't want to you know, it, 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 there could be an opportunity to witness to somebody that, you know, that, you know, most people don't necessarily want to profit from the abortion industry. That's pretty universal. Mm-hmm. Or uh, pornography, mm-hmm. right? Those are easily two hot buttons that most people would say, I don't want to profit from those industries. Well, how, how you, you probably, there is a very high chance if you have just regular mutual funds and exchange traded funds, you are invested in profiting 
and growing your investment portfolio that you're that's supposed to belong to Christ, supposed to belong to God, you're growing it in those areas that it wouldn't be approved. You know, we're at a time of year where a lot of people are investing in political campaigns. And mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how many politicians are willing to profit from the abortion industry and the pornography oh, yeah. industry and the drug industry. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm amazed at not street drugs. You're, you're talking. Right? <laughs> that's what I Correct. meant. Of course, right. that's what I meant. But you know what? That really ties in well, actually, because we invest our vote. Mm-hmm. You know, we have something to right. give and that's our Steward. vote. Yeah. And how are we right. stewarding that vote? Being biblically responsible Being with biblically it. responsible with our vote, which is becoming harder and harder because someone can claim to be a Christ follower, yet what their agenda is can be very unbiblical. In, or influenced by people who are given them money. Most definitely. So being biblically responsible voting is important. Yes, I right. like that. That's right. Because we got elections coming up in a couple of months. All so right. That's BRV. BRV. <laughs> Biblically responsible voting. Amen to that. that. Yeah. All right. Listen, you're listening to I Work Rem this afternoon as we talk with Luke Andrews and Dave Cruz from Bel Air Wealth Management. Boy, we'd love for you to check them out online at bwmadvisors.com. Dave Cruz started asking a question oh, off the don't air. Don't go there. Oh, yeah. no. I love that. Was that was off the record. Oh, that was a fantastic I'm gonna, question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in trouble here. No, I thought that was a great question, well, Dave. It, it is. A, it, it's a I, question. I thought that. that was a question. That's a question that Christ followers across the world for the last two thousand years have been asking. So yeah, let's right, ask right. I, I'm. Oh man. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I was just bringing up the question. God gives us gifts, right? So once He gives us gifts, are they ours or are they His? <laughs> so we say stewardship versus ownership, and, and you know it's easy to say God owns everything. Well. He, he's the giver of everything. He's the giver of life. He's the giver. He gives us life. So it's our life. Live for him. It's not right. his life. It's our life that he gave us. Right? So you have your free will. We have our free will. So your free will is usually what goes out and gets these okay, gifts. Well, okay, I just started reading Job today. And that's okay, a good. good. It's a, that's well. That's a great one. That's stewardship good, yes. versus ownership. Yeah, right. Okay, so of the what, what kind of gifts had God given Job? Everything. Yeah, family, family, he riches. Had, he had kids. He had camels. He had. Um, he was he had, a he Jeff had, Bezos of his day. Okay, let's pause. If Job <laughs> did no work, would he have still been given all that? If he did nothing? No, he was obviously a great business guy. Right. Okay. okay. But but God blessed him. Okay, so fine. blessed. God blessed him, but God gave him kids. Okay. Can yes. we just go to the fact Family, that God gave yeah. him kids? He loved his kids, his sons and daughters. All right. Were they God's or were they Job's? They were Job's dedicated to God. And in fact, in the Old Testament, the dedication of those kids was a was a great ceremony. The priest gave their kids to God, dedicated them, but they were still theirs. Were to they steward? To steward. I mean, that's, steward. I mean, I think, you know, it just looks like, okay, you got, let's just say you get a house today. And I mean, this is a question that the people have been wrestling with for, a, right? for, for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. We'll be able to ask Not, them one day. Well, Pastor Jeff always says the greatest uh, word that we're going to say when we get to heaven is going to be aha. I don't know. Aha. aha. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ah. Oh, there's so much that we That's miss. what you meant. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Ah. Okay. But going back to anyway, this. So sorry. we've got a house. Yeah. Let's, and is it ours or is it? Is it a gift from God? I mean, I believe owning a house is a gift from God, but is it ours or is it ours to steward? Are we owners or are we stewards? I think he, 
I think that's ours. I think it's our gift. And he likes to see how we're going to use our things to his purpose. Well, see, I, t- I take a little bit different because yeah. then I look at it as um, if, if it's a gift or it's called a blessing, if we have a particular house in a particular area, does that mean someone who doesn't have what I have is not gifted? You know what I mean? Is, is God is not gifting them because they don't have maybe yeah, something no, that you, I have? Here you go to a whole nother subject. Well, I mean, it's, so that's why I say God, God, you God? have God's will. God's will is a provisional love. What we do with our free will is we go out and we do these things according to how our needs and our wants and our desires. We give God the glory for everything. But to say that he blessed me because of a house I have or a car I drive or health or... What are you saying? He's not fair? No, I would just say, no, he is fair. He's not fair. he's not fair. He's not fair. Because we don't don't earn it it or deserve it. Grace is not fair. Martha, help us out here. Well, that's grace. Martha's holding the camera. You're talking about salvation. Earn it and don't deserve it. That's that's. No, I don't think we deserve anything. Do you deserve Dana? No way. I mean, I can answer that for him. He was hesitant. hesitant. I'll answer that for him. No. It was just a very profound question, right? That's why you were stunned. We were were brought together perfectly the way God intended it. Dana not a gift from God, but you're to be a good steward of your wife as well. Yes, Dana. Thank you. So one of the dangers with this conversation is a lot of people tend to um, stray to the prosperity side right. of things right. and saying that, well, God is going to bless me with all of this stuff. Right. And really the focus isn't the stuff. Right. It's right. what we do with what we have. Yep. The the person that lives in a shack in the middle of some small little island um, has been blessed with the life that they've been given just as much as the life that I have and, or someone else has. And comparison is a dangerous road to to follow. But I believe still that everything that, that comes into our life is something to be stewarded. Well, whether it's our time, Mm -hmm. our, our physical talents, my ability to do something, how am I stewarding that? The income that we get, it's the ownership thing, you know, who really even owns it. But ultimately, what am I doing with all that God puts in front of me? Am I stewarding it well for the kingdom? And, And it's really a constant question. We just have to ask ourselves and say, am I stewarding my children well? Am I, am I scheduling their time? Well, am I, am I stewarding the food that I have in my refrigerator? And, it goes on and yeah. on. Oh, okay. See, me, that's why Pam says, just listen to Martha. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But, you know, we even talk about it in our own home. We tithe off of financial gifts yeah. that people give us. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would say, well, that's birthday money. Okay, well, it's still been given to right. me by... God ultimately, mm-hmm. and what am I doing with it? I'm. I, it's not mine. But that's from the heart. I mean, don't get it. That that's almost getting into legalism if you think, oh, this is well, what it's I how have God to moves do. your heart. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, right, it's a right. choice. It's my. It's, it's a what choice. God has told okay. me to. All right. Yeah. So let's look at let's look at our own attitudes. 
Let's let's look at our past, okay? Luke's got a shorter past than the rest of us, <laughs> but but let's look at our That's past. That's evident. There's video. Yes. There's video. Uh, he's losing hair. his hair. Come hair. on. Okay. It's not all but about the hair. Let's look at how an attitude of ownership impacted us negatively in an added in, in the past versus an attitude of stewardship that has really made a huge impact in our lives. It, you know. I mean, when when well, you made that record, I mean, can you think of a time where you were like, I'm the owner of oh, this. Absolutely. And this is where that went. Absolutely. And I was believe I was saved and I was a believer and I felt like I had, you know, the world in my hands, you know, back in 2005, six and seven, you know, in real estate and mortgages, which yeah. is what I focused on. You could really, you couldn't go wrong. I mean, you, you, you didn't have to be a, a superstar to do well in those industries. I did really well. And then I did a lot of, made a lot of bad decisions and carried debt and, you know, had houses that uh, I qualified for that I probably didn't. And were you, you know, praying yourself through that process when you're buying and, and, and accumulating all those assets? No, okay. no, no. Um, but again, it, I looked at it as I was an accumulator. I was, you know, this was my opportunity to, yeah. to gain as much as I could for my future. And lo and behold, that you don't control anything. You're, what happened to it all? Well, everybody knows 2008, 2009, <laughs> it all went bye-bye. But uh, bye-bye. I learned a great lesson, um, you know, that you, you have no control. Um, you know, and there's still times now because of the industries I'm in, you're, all, you're in the back of my mind. It, I'll catch myself. And for one minute, I might say, man, I got to really... I got to get things going. But at the end, then I just stop and say, you know what? I mean, God's in control of all this anyway. I'm just going to be there to put the effort in and like, and let God use that effort to, to, to bless me or to, to give me the results that I need instead of what I always, all I want. Well, and what's important is to note that God's giving you a second chance. Yeah. And with a different attitude this time around. Yeah. Because you're going back and doing a lot of the same things. Yeah. But yet you're treating it totally differently. Uh, it's like 180. It's, it's And you could be such a better witness going through that. I mean, that was all yeah. part of his disciplining, teaching you yeah, things. I, I mean, agree. that's yeah. allowed adversity in your life to sh- to take you from who you were to who he could use more effectively. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dave, well, not just I, me, but uh, well, millions. millions so it's like, well, Dave, what about you? Was there a time in your life where you had an ownership issue where you thought it was your own and you, you just didn't handle it well? <laughs> I'm trying to he's going. Think. He's got this a lot of years. Like, yeah, he's I got a lot of years. Going through the catalog Man. right now. Well, there's, there's so, I, you know, going there's the so, database. so many of those things. I guess that, you know, picking out the one that may be uh, <laughs> that may be more interesting. I I would say, you know, it was back when I worked for, for a bank. Worked worked for a large bank. Went to another bank because of the opportunity I thought was there. I knew they were going to get bought out sooner or later, which they did. Um, and I thought, oh, man, they get bought out. I'll have options and whatnot. I can retire if I want. But it didn't work out that way. God had another plan. And and I learned a lot through that plan. I started a business because I thought, man, <laughs> at the time I was, I was like 50 years old. I thought, man, I'll never get another job in banking. I'm yeah. too old. Uh, so I started another business and God taught me an awful lot. He humbled <laughs> me through that process. I thought I was this big vice president of a big corporation and stuff. And God says, no, you're just, you're just no better than anybody else out there. Amen. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Those are tough lessons to learn. I, I, it, it, but to understand 
that, I mean, let's look at biblical examples. You know, I was trying to think, okay, give us a biblical example of somebody who acted like an owner and it didn't go so good for him. Uh, Can you think of one, Luke? Uh, Yeah. I mean, kind of. Ananias, right? Okay. And, and his wife, Sophia. So, right. Anna, Anna Sapphira. Nice and Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. Sorry, Sophia. No, that's right. Sophia would be today's. So, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's cool. I mean, you know, so they held back what rightfully belonged to God. And they, they he basically lied to God is what the... Well, they tried lying to God. That they tried, yeah. right. So, uh, it was funny. I mean, they, it, was, it was theirs. It was in their possession. They were they being sold stewards the land, of it. Right. right. Yep. And then they, they were supposed to bring all of it and, you know, and then... But they, they, but they could have just given half of it and just said, hey, we're giving half of it. Yeah. But they were trying to look like, well, better. They look were, better. Wow, look right. at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, and, and that ownership mentality, that's mine. Mm. I mean, why? Really? That's, I don't have to tell you everything and give you everything. So I, I thought of the rich young ruler, yeah, you know, who came up to Jesus and said, much. hey, you know, I've, 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 I've obeyed all the commandments. I'm a really good guy. You know, what must I do to, you know, and, and, you know get eternal life? And Jesus said, hey. Sell it all, give it all to the poor, follow me. I thought Nebuchadnezzar was a neat example because he was king of Persia. I believe it was Persia, which was... Nebuchadnezzar was Babylon. Babylon. He was Babylon because Cyrus took over Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was, yep. Okay, but any, yeah, Babylon, one of the great, you know, the gardens and stuff, one of the wonders of the world at the time. Anyway, so he thought he was king of the world and had everything, and uh, you know, God just brought it's him. Like I did down, it all. Brought him down to uh, animal type existence. He ate grass time. for seven ate years. Grass and, wow. And uh, and but finally he he came back to he the Lord. That's right. He recognized God, it from yeah, the Lord. Yeah. All right, we're talking with Luke and Dave today from Bel Air Wealth Management. We're talking about you know each one of us needs to evaluate you know is the lord the lord of our wallets you know because i know that for myself you know i claim to be a christ follower and and i was living and breathing out my faith from 13 until 33 and then all of a sudden i realized that i'd never really allowed the lord to be the lord of my wallet and my spending and my finances and my debt i had just said well it's mine Mm. i tithed but I didn't really listen to God and what the Bible had to say about money. That's why working with guys like Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management is so important because you need financial advisors that can help you make good decisions. And, and, you know, guys, you've been studying biblically responsible investing now for several years. Since I first gave you that book, I found Jesus in a stock market by Cassie Lehman. And it was a whole new idea mm-hmm. when, when we talked about that. How is that conversation between biblically responsible investing tied together with recognizing that we're stewards of all that God has given us. Well, you know, when you, if you can come to the place where you realize that it all belongs to God, that you know, when you truly, okay. So, so the concept of saying it all belongs to God is, is easy. We can, we, we, we're having the conversation now, but truly putting it into action, you know, that's probably, that's a big step in biblically responsible investing is you gotta, you gotta put it in action. But it, if you can come to the place where you realize that everything does belong to God, it, it will automatically change the way you spend your money, the way you save your money, the way you invest your money, uh, you know, pl- things you spend your money on hopefully become less important. You know, you're not storing up treasures on earth, but you have a kingdom mindset. I mean, biblically responsible investing could be the foundation of you, 
you know, and, and we can help you. I mean, that's one of the great things. If you have a, if you currently have a, a portfolio, a 401k, we can even review uh, with your employer. You know, maybe you can go to your employer and we do 401ks. If, you're, if your employer's not offering biblically responsible options, we actually have options that we can do. But what I was getting at is we'll review your portfolio and maybe help you make better decisions on where you're currently invested, you know? Dave, this has been a paradigm shift uh, that I've sensed it's maybe just been a little bit harder for you than for than for Luke. And and, and, and I, I, I kind of get it. I mean, it's like how I mean, for me, when the when I first heard about this about a decade ago, I'm thinking, can't you can't possibly make the same kind of returns mm-hmm. doing biblically responsible investing as you do just doing regular investing. How has the Lord been working in your heart as you've been studying this and looking at this and looking at the investment options? Can you get the same kind of returns of biblically responsible investing. That's kind of, that's kind of funny. You bring that up. I was just sharing an article. I, I read out of fortune magazine, the last, this current issue of fortune magazine, and it wasn't necessarily biblically responsible investing. It was more along socially mm-hmm. responsible investing, but it's very closely tied ethically responsible. They would call it ethically rather than biblically because they have to probably, but, <laughs> but, but anyway, the idea is the same. And they, and they, and this issue, if anybody wants to pick up this issue of fortune magazine, they've got 60 companies in there that are more socially responsible. But um, the reason I bring it up is because the returns have not been negative. In fact, the ones that they brought up were very positive. Mm. Um, it, and of course, well, past performance is not well, indicative, well, no, indicative no, of future I'm, results. Don't need right? that. I'm not. I'm not recommending <laughs> no, that. But, but but there's, for example, and this is this I do need to disclose, okay. Rob, because it is a name. But Hilton Hotels a few years back started saying, okay, we don't want to burn all the fossil fuels, and they went they went green on many of their hotels. Well, at the same token, and they don't. You know, they're not necessarily correlated, but, but but who knows? Maybe God blesses those types of things. Sure. Hilton Hotels up forty four percent. They're they're um, the people staying at Hilton Hotels last year. Their 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 rates went up seventeen percent as far as occupancy rates. Oh. Um, and ten and million more. Um, hotel guests, I believe, is what they said in the article. Yeah, wow. 10, ten million hotel guests. Profits are up, stocks up. Thirty-eight or thirty percent less fossil fuels being used. Yeah, because they're right. using the waters and the, the different things that. Yet they had to make an investment so, in order to do yeah. that and make it. So change. at the time, that was not necessarily the reason. We're going to profit by this. We're right. going to make so much money. They did it more from a stance that hey, we're going to be responsible and not. And, and and take care of God's earth. I still want clean towels every day, though. Well, here here's what I would here. And that, that is a good question because it's that's my own question. So does God bless being, being in it? Well, yeah, of course God He blesses. <laughs> I know, but does He bless more? Does He bless more if you are being responsible? Well, I, I think I think He is because we've talked about contentment too. Right. Wow, contentment's a big thing. Right. But exactly. but but if God continues to bless you, your contentment should be it should be expanding. Well, because if if, be uh, if Chick-fil-A, but... if Chick-fil-A got content on his one store, we wouldn't have Chick-fil-A all over the nation. If right. if Hobby Lobby was content with one store, if In-N-Out Burger was content with one store. You wouldn't have all of well, these people. Well, they might people. be content with no stores in California. That's what they say. Well, if at, at, if Jim was content me, with Pinellas County, he wouldn't be across the country. Exactly. Let me, oh. Well, that's because God continues to bless, so the ceiling continues to rise. Your contentment True. should not be 
put on by what your vision is. But let, let me go back to the, the uh, return thing, because that is a big thing. I mean, that, that is something that comes up. But your advisor should not be focused on your return. You're 100% of your, your, your advisor. So if you have an advisor that all you guys do is talk about your return, you're probably missing some things. What we do is we manage risk. Okay. We manage risk. We don't, we are active advisors. So what that means is uh, the greatest picture of a static passive investor is someone who puts their investments in a mutual fund, an ETF, and they just let it ride. So if you're on, if you're listening now and you've had your portfolio, say since 2006, seven, eight, and you just left it in there through 08 and 09, it took you to about 2013 or 14 just to catch back up. That is passive investing. That is static. So for everyone that's, that's, that's in a, a warm climate, would you wear in the middle of the summer right now, we're actually out of the summer into the fall, but in the middle of the summer, I would not go to the beach and wear my uh, mittens or heavy coat and, you know, shoes that keep my feet warm. I, I, Jim right now, does he have shoes on? This is how we live in Florida. You would not be sitting in, uh, I don't even know what kind of shoes they wear in the snow. Uggs. Uggs. You're not wearing Uggs. No, I am not. (laughs) So it's the same way. As the seasons change, our clothing changes. It's with investments an advisor's job is to help you manage the risk through the 2000, the 2001, the 2008, and 2009. So we, we have opportunities the way we manage actively to outperform the market. Not saying we always do, but I have to say that. But the idea is dynamic risk management can outperform the market if it's done right. And this is what your advisor should be doing. And we can help everyone do that from a biblically responsible perspective. Or if you want to continue to make your money in the worldly responsible way, that's fun too. So what I love about you guys is obviously you're passionate about it. Getting and you there. And you are also passionate about what you do every day. And yeah. that's what I think our listeners are hearing is that you care, yes. but you care from their perspective. You want to hear what is their heart yeah. and, and let's try and follow that heart. So talking about that, what is the necessary mental adjustment that someone needs to make in order to shift from being the owner to being the steward? What mentally needs to happen there? I think so. Go ahead. Go. No, yeah, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. She was looking at me. I was that's just I'll turn, I'll, I'll turn don't, Luke's don't mic ask. off. Yeah, don't right, ask really. Me. Don't ask me because I'll just be controversial anyway. <laughs> God doesn't care what's in our wallets, right? He cares what's in our hearts. Right. All we're saying is how you do that is, is where your heart is. There's where your treasures are. And, and so... Goes goes to all parts of our life, including money. But but because money is such a hang up for so many people, that's why it's emphasized so much in the Bible. Because that's like like it like it says, if where our checkbook is, that's where our heart is. Right. People used to have which checkbooks. version which, is that? That's the old which version because there's no checkbooks that was anymore. NIV back when <laughs> the checkbooks were in in place. <laughs> but I mean, but but there's some uh, mental adjustments that need to be made. Here it is. I'm gonna, I like illustrations. I will have to be quick. So let's just say I, I have a vacation home, right? And uh, in Jim and Martha, I say, you guys, you free reign, go use my vacation rental on the beach. Do you Thanks, guys Luke. take care of that house or that property far more than you probably do yourself? If you have anybody over, you're, you know, you're, you, you leave it, yes. you try to leave it better than what you found it. 
Yes. That's the difference between being a steward accountable to something else than you owning it. You owning it, you might leave the dishes over, What you know, you mm-hmm. might leave the toilet seat up or something's not, you know, mm-hmm. you just, that, that's just, you're the owner of it. Right. But when you're a steward taking care of something for someone else, you treat it differently. Amen. Luke and Dave at Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online at bwmadvisors.com. Thank you guys. And we have a phone number. What's that phone number? 727-586-5655-5655. Get him excited Or on text that. Luke right now. Yeah, please text me. I'd love to hear from you. We, we, I've gotten text messages before. 727-798-4188. 727-798-4188. Thank you, Luke and Dave. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Hey, consider becoming Thank one you, of 367. Go to iWorkForHim.com forward slash donate. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. him.